Good morning. You're listening to Pine Falls Public Radio. My name is Greg Maven, and I'm the newest announcer for the newest segment of the program, the Pine Falls Obituaries. The obituaries were previously reported on by Mr. Eric Freeman from the local newspaper, the Pine Falls Post. However, now that the Post has been bought out by a social media conglomerate, your local radio station has stepped up to keep you all in the know. I'm also excited to announce that this is my very first real broadcasting job, because unpaid internships don't really count. I've just moved here from New Jersey, and I'm happy to call this new town my home. It is my absolute honor to read the obituaries for all our... Oh, right. That's my producer, Margaret, in the production booth there. She'll be helping me with my first few... Right, right, on with the show. Without further ado, let's begin today's broadcast with the... with today's obituaries. Dr. Richard Kahn, a brilliant environmental scientist and avid community gardener, passed away last night at the age of 62. The cause of... oh, the causes of death were, according to the police, um... Margaret, is the script supposed to look like this? I mean, after the second line, it's just a list of all the causes of death. I know, but it takes up the rest of the page. And the next two pages. There's not even any paragraph breaks here, it's just a solid... All of them? If you're sure... Uh, The causes of death include blood loss, chemical burns, disembowelment, extreme dehydration, spontaneous combustion, deliberate combustion, blunt force trauma, sharp force trauma, ripping force trauma, severe laceration to the- oh, oh god, um, a lot of things. The late Dr. Khan died from a lot of things. Dr. Kahn was declared missing this morning when he failed to show up for his shift at Tenebra Laboratories. Naturally, a human resources squad was dispatched to his home address. Upon arrival, however, the human resource agents noticed that Dr. Kahn's home was completely overflowing with vines, roots, and other various forms of plant matter. According to one agent, the plants were not only moving around of their own accord, but were growing at an alarming rate. By that time, thick green roots had already burst out of every window in Dr. Khan's two-story home. Moreover, the plants seemed to react violently to the presence of other humans. Vines would rise up and take swipes at any agents who got too close to the house. When they realized Dr. Khan most likely wouldn't be coming to work today, the human resource agents quickly decided that this was a job for the local police department. Sheriff Derek Owens arrived on scene an hour later with a squad of 20 armed officers. After the first attempt to enter the house and beat back the sentient plants, Sheriff Owens and the one remaining armed officer realized that an unorthodox approach to the situation was needed. Sheriff Owens promised a one-year exemption from speeding tickets to any Pine Falls citizen who could volunteer their spare gardening equipment and, if need be, their lives. In the end, 
only one citizen earned the right to drive at 90 miles per hour in a school zone this year. One Evelyn Green of the Pine Falls Gardening Club. Armed with a polearm-mounted hedge trimmer and a World War II-era flamethrower filled with weed killer, Miss Green hacked and sprayed her way through Dr. Khan's home. She even managed to rescue the 19 police officers in the process. Said Sheriff Owens regarding Miss Green's bravery, She saved me a lot of paperwork. After Miss Green had cleared out the majority of the house, Dr. Khan, or what remained of him, was found in his bathroom. And he was not alone. Dr. Khan himself was encased in, impaled upon, and ugh, wrapped around a small collection of potted plants in and around his bathroom sink. Given that Dr. Khan had to be brought to the morgue in installments, the county coroner preemptively declared him dead before a full autopsy could be performed. It appeared as though the roots and vines that had filled Dr. Khan's home had grown out of the pots of these four small plants. The various plants in the bathroom were later identified as the Green Etruscan Evincer, the Purple Papua New Guinea Spitfire, the Belarusian Blue Bell Wrecking Ball, and the rare South American Vermilion Bastard Bush. While each of these plants were from distant parts of the globe, and were extremely distinct in shape and color, they all had two things in common. The first thing is that they are all very, very, very illegal to own in the United States of America. The second thing is that each of these plant species are somewhat carnivorous. County police believe that these unique plants, their stunning growth cycle, and their mysterious sentience could be a part of Dr. Khan's research at the Tenebra Laboratory's Department of Climate Science and disaster movie concepts. Natalie Tenebra, head of public relations for Tenebra Laboratories, issued this statement earlier this morning. We greatly mourn the gruesome death of, insert employee name here, a death which Tenebra Laboratories, as per Section 3 of the General Employee Contract, is not responsible for in any legal manner. Insert employee name here leaves behind a strong legacy of punctuality and hard work, and will be sorely missed. Any prospective researchers may begin applying for the new vacant position, effective immediately. Thanks. The investigation into the exact nature of Dr. Khan's death, how he obtained these plants, and what exactly he was trying to do with them, was put on hold after Tenebra Laboratories repossessed the plants and all of the doctor's personal notes and computer files. When questioned as to whether the company had any right to such things, Natalie Tenebra responded by saying, As per Section 1, Subheading 1 of the General Employee Contract, all personal effects relevant to laboratory research are considered lawful property of Tenebra Laboratories, including but not limited to journal entries, photo albums, scrapbooks, vision boards, and handwritten poems. Once again, we greatly mourn the completely blameless death of our dedicated employee slash employees. Well, Dr. Richard Kahn was more than just an employee, so let's talk about him and his life here in Pine Falls. Dr. Richard Kahn was a lifelong member of our community, and was a lifelong student of botany as well. He was born and raised in his parents' florist shop right here on Main Street. 
Many residents might remember him as that bright young man handing out corsages for the high school prom. Many residents might also remember the legal actions taken against that florist shop when it became clear that all of the corsages for the prom of 72 were somehow generating authentic human pheromones, which led to a uh, very memorable prom that year. Uh, Margaret, I don't think this is the time for that. I'm sure you and your classmates had fun that year, but I really don't think it's appropriate for the radio. Right. Uh, moving on. In college, Dr. Khan became obsessed with the idea of reversing man-made climate change, still just a theory at the time, through natural means. He poured himself into the study of botany, hoping to find mankind's salvation by genetically altering the plants that already give us life. He made a significant breakthrough when he created a special kind of plant that could collect and store excess CO2 in the air around it. His breakthrough was somewhat undermined when it became clear that the plants would convert the CO2 into a natural explosive. Dr. Kahn received little praise for that project. Mostly he received a bill for the science center he blew up, and a check from the Department of Defense for instructions on how to grow similar plants on a much larger scale. But one group that did take notice of his work was the local research and development company Tenebra Laboratories. There, he excelled in his field and made countless other breakthroughs, all of which have been stricken from the public record as per his employee contract. In his personal life, Dr. Kahn was a very active gardener, and often visited the community gardens on East Street. His plants had won biggest in-show at the town fair for the past two decades, despite countless citizens attempting to grow even one fruit or vegetable larger than he could. In recent years, citizens had begun complaining that Dr. Kahn was using strange and unusual substances to enhance the growth of his plants. Many citizens even signed a petition to suspend the cheating Dr. Kahn from... Wait, 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 hold on. Margaret, do we have proof that Dr. Khan cheated? Oh, no. Okay, well, if we don't have any proof, then I don't think we can actually say that. That's editorializing, and I don't think it belongs in the obituaries. Margaret, I'm sure your gourds were very lovely last year. They probably deserved a ribbon all of their own. But... Again, this really doesn't feel like the right time to talk about this. Okay then. Many citizens even signed a petition to suspend Dr. Khan for allegedly cheating in the Biggest in Show competition. After much deliberation from Mayor Bellevue, Dr. Khan was allowed to continue competing. The mayor's argument was that if everyday citizens were allowed to use fresh spring water on their plants, Dr. Kahn was allowed to inject whatever glowing, radioactive elixirs he had concocted into his plants. Tragically, Dr. Kahn will not be able to see his next entry win big this year. Though some of his co-workers in the botany department of Tenebra Labs are trying to enter some of his mega-melons posthumously. With no immediate next of kin to plan a funeral, 
Dr. Khan's instructions in his will shall be followed as closely as possible by the good people from St. Downer's funeral home. He very specifically asked for his body to be, um, liquidated and used to help fertilize the experimental poisonous apple trees in his backyard. Also, a public service announcement. All of Dr. Khan's backyard trees are extremely poisonous. If you've taken an apple from his property, please contact the Poison Control Center immediately, as the toxins are transmissible through touch. Given that simply being in his backyard requires full hazmat gear, only a select few will actually be able to attend the funeral, though no one has stated that they planned to attend. In the end, Dr. Khan will be with the only things he loved, and the only things that loved him back, his plants. This... this seems a little too mean, Margaret. Okay, I know this isn't in the script, but let's just say that Dr. Khan died surrounded by the things that he loved most. In fact, his body seemed to, uh, nourish the plants that he had been attending to when he died. So you could say that, even in death, he was caring for his loved ones. And in the end, I, I think that's a very noble death, regardless of who those loved ones are. Well, listeners, that does it for us here at Pine Falls Public Radio. And we... Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I've missed one last part of the script here at the bottom. If Greg Maben wants to live, he ought to stay away from roses. Their thorns can be deadly. Oh, okay. I get it. Good one, Margaret. Nice little welcoming joke for the new guy. What do you mean you didn't write that? It's right here at the end of your script. I don't know, but I didn't write that. Well, if you didn't, then who else would have... Thank you for listening. Obit is written, recorded, and produced by John Glassfeld. Sound effects courtesy of Epidemic Sound.